Okay, we're today reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 16, Krishna chastises the serpent Kaliya, Kaliya and it's uh, text 45 and 46. Text number 45. <coughs> Nama Krishnaya Ramaya Vasudeva Sutayacha Pradyumna Anirudhaya Satvatam Pataye Namaha We offer our obeisances to Lord Krishna and Lord Rama, the sons of Vasudev, and to Lord Pradyumna, and Lord Anirudha. We offer our respectful obeisances unto the master of all the saintly devotees of Vishnu. Text 46. Namo guna pradipaya gunatma chadanayacha guna vrityupa lakshyaya guna drashtre sasambhide namo guna pradipaya gunatma chadanayacha Guna Vrit Yu Palakshaya Guna Drashtre Susamvide Namo Guna Pradipaya Namaha Obeisances Guna Pradipaya to him who manifests various qualities. Guna by the material modes. Atma himself. Chadanaya, who disguises Cha and Guna of the modes Vritti by the functioning. Upalakshaya Who can be ascertained? Guna Drashtre To the separate witness of the material modes. 
不出様式の別々の目撃者に。Swear to his own devotees. 主ご自身の献身者に。Some... Who is known. 知られているもの。Translation. Obeisances to you, O Lord, who manifest varieties of material and spiritual qualities. You disguise yourself with the material qualities, and yet the functioning of those same material qualities ultimately reveals your existence. You stand apart from the material qualities as a witness and can be fully known only by your devotees. 翻訳です。主よ、物質的及び精神的な質の多様性を権限なさるあなたに尊敬の礼を捧げます。あなたは物質的な質でご自身を偽装なさいますが、それでもその同じ物質的な質が機能していることが最終的にあなたの存在を明らかにしています。あなたは証人として物質的な資質とは一線を隠しておられそのことを完全に分かっているのはあなたの献身者だけです。はい。The word guna conveys various meanings.The three basic qualities of material nature, that is goodness, passion, and ignorance.Excellent qualities one manifests. Because of piety and spiritual achievement, or the internal senses such as the mind and intelligence. The word pradipaya means unto him who manifests or illumines. Thus, here the Nagapatnis are addressing the Supreme Lord as. He who manifests all material and spiritual qualities and who causes the living entities to be conscious. One can see the Lord. By going beyond the screen of material nature, and therefore he is called Gunatma Chadanaya. If one methodically and intelligently studies the functioning of the material qualities, He will ultimately conclude that there is a supreme personality of Godhead and that he exhibits his illusory potency to bewilder those who do not surrender unto him. 
知的に研究すれば最終的には思考人格心は存在し神に服従しないものを惑わす幻想エネルギーを示しておられるという結論に行き着くことになるでしょう。The Lord is never affected by the modes of nature being their witness and thus he is called Guna Drashtre. 主は決して自然の様式の影響を受けることはなく人々の承認であるがゆえにグナ・ドラシュトレイと呼ばれています。The word swa indicates one's own and thus swa samvide means that Lord Krishna can be known only by his own people, the devotees, and also that ultimately only the Lord can know himself perfectly. Sva という言葉は自分自身のものという意味であり、スバサン・サンビリーとは主、クリシナを知っている,知っているのは主の民、すなわち献身者だけであり、究極的には主を完全に理解しているのは主ご自身だけであるということを表しています。Therefore, we should take Lord Krishna's instructions in Bhagavad Gita and immediately come to the right conclusion. Full surrender to the Lord's lotus feet. Thus, we should humbly glorify the Lord following the example of the Naga Patnese. First,、uh, the <coughs> commentators have given definition for the word guna. Here it has three meanings. The first is The qualities of material nature. These we have heard of Sattva Rajas Tamas. These are the features of the material world. The material substance is.、Uh, Nondescript. It starts as one thing. But then, by the interaction of the three modes of material nature, that one substance takes many shapes. And it creates the The various forms and the qualities of the forms in this world. <coughs> and it, at the scheduled ending point of the material creation, the modes of material nature become deactivated and the material substance becomes. One nondescript substance again.
The second meaning of guna means uh, the excellent qualities uh, in a person. An example of this is in the 11th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. And Krishna tells Uddhava that Sve Sve Adhikariya Nishta Saguna Parikirtina. He uses the word guna to mean good quality. He says that those who act according to their qualification, uh, they have their guna, they are good, they have a good quality. And finally, the word guna, the third meaning is the internal senses such as the mind and intelligence. These are the mind and intelligence are also part of the material nature. But they're specifically designated as guna. Which means the internal senses. As opposed to the external senses like the the karmendriya, the legs, arms, and so forth. The internal senses more or less process all the information that comes from the external senses. And then the word pradipaya, which means uh, unto him, means Krishna, who illuminates, illumines. So, aya, the meaning and the ending in Sanskrit, or the way it's used, aya means unto somebody. Like, like when you say Krishnaya Vasudevaya. Then you're saying unto Krishna, unto Vasudeva. So here, pradipaya, we hear the word deep, which means a, a light or a lamp. And so we know that. Uh, Krishna himself mentions how he's the the source of light for us. For instance, in the tenth 
chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, Tesham Ivanukam Partam Ahamma Jnana Jantamaha Nashayam Yatma Bhavasto Jnana Deepena Bhashvata That to those who are sincerely trying to be devotees, Krishna acts as a lamp from within their heart to uh, give them uh, a clear um, <clears throat> idea of how to walk forward on the path. So in this prayer, the Nagapatnis are calling Krishna the one who manifests all material and spiritual qualities. And that also cause the living entities to be conscious. We're uh, dependent on Krishna. And Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, that the living entities are like spiritual sparks of the greater fire, which is Krishna. And we can experience for ourselves how we're dependent on him for our own consciousness. If you've ever uh, fallen asleep and then uh, awakened not knowing where you are, that, that once happened to me when I, when I was on Sankirtan. I stopped to take a break and sat in the car out in the parking lot. And I took a nap. And it was very hot. And so when I woke up, I didn't know where I was. And it took me a couple minutes to figure it out. <laughs> but we're always being informed by Krishna. Here's where you are, here's who you are. For our awareness, for our consciousness, we're fully dependent on Krishna. And especially when we lose our connection to Krishna, that is, we forget about him. Then we are in an unstable form of consciousness. And we feel fear. Mm. 
Bhagavatam says, Bhayam dvitiya abhini mesha tasyat. Syat means uh, bhaya, syat means fear arises as soon as we forget Krishna, the source of our consciousness. So then they say that uh, we. So another name for Krishna in this verse is Gunathma Chadanaya. It means that uh, one can see the the Lord only when one goes beyond the, the screen of the gunas. Uh, Kunti Devi in her prayers says, Maya Javani Kachanam, Ajnad Hoksa Jamaviyam, Nalakshase Mudhadrisha, Nato Natyad Rodhyata, that Krishna is like an actor who plays on a stage. And that there's a curtain of, of illusory potency that uh, covers him. And only those who uh, our devotees can see Krishna. For others, uh, Krishna covers himself. And then Krishna is called Guna Drashtre because he is um, the witness of the, the Gunas. Drashtre means to see or witness. And guna. <coughs> gunas are the modes of nature. So Krishna sees how the modes are working because they're, they're coming from him. But others, uh, even the devas, can't understand how they're being bewildered by the modes of nature. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says that everyone's are covered by these modes, except for one who surrenders to me. And um, next, uh, the term, that's it, next important term is swa samvide. So this is especially important. Because and some vide, so this means that uh, only Krishna's own people. Swa means one's own. And it, they're saying the Gopa, the the uh, Nagapatnis are saying 
that Sambide, he can only be known by his own people, those who are close to him, his devotees. But even they can only know Krishna to some degree. And of course, elsewhere it's, in the Bhagavatam, it's mentioned that even Krishna cannot know himself completely. Sometimes, like in the case of when the cowherd boys were entering into the into Agasura, Krishna was amazed at his own potencies. <coughs> and Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur said there that Krishna knows them, but then they increase. Just like Srimati Radharani is Krishna's chief internal potency. And Krishna is known as Madan Mohan. The one who conquers over Cupid. Everyone's attracted by Cupid in this world. But Srimati Radharani is known as Madan Mohan Mohani. Because Srimati Radharani bewilders even Krishna. So, samvide means that you have to be uh, a devotee in order to understand Krishna to some degree. So finally, uh, in the purport, the uh, commentator says that we should take Krishna's instructions from the Bhagavad Gita. And his ultimate instruction is to fully surrender to him. Everyone who's prepared to do that, please give me a thumbs up. <laughs> Everyone who would like to sign up for full surrender. Okay. All right. Upanishadamani, Ishwari Devi, Aisa, Shigeru. We're missing a few though. Okay, thank you, Ananta. All right, so this is the, the, pro, the process of surrendering to Krishna is mentioned in, in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Accept things favorable. Reject things that are unfavorable. Consider Krishna one's 
protector. Consider one, Krishna one's sole maintainer. To always be very humble. And then consider that even oneself belongs to Krishna. What to speak of one's family, house, car, everything. So if one follows the surrender process, then proportionately Krishna reveals himself. Because it's one of Krishna's qualities that he's controlled by love. And someone might think that how can I ever control Krishna by my love? <coughs> and there's an answer in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Lord Brahma says in a, a very famous verse. That means one should give up the process of trying to understand Krishna with one's intellect. Of course, we should use our intelligence to think about Krishna, to, to try to understand him. But Brahma means don't speculate. And then he says something that we can all participate in. In fact, we're doing it right now. So, means you can stay in your position wherever you are right now. But, but dedicate yourself to hearing about Krishna. In fact, one should worship the sound vibration. Especially the sound of the Srimad Bhagavatam. And Tanu Van Manobir means with, with your body you should offer obeisances. With your words you should glorify it. And within your mind you should show a respect for the sound vibration. And by the hearing process and respecting the sound, then Jitta or Ajita, that Krishna's name is Ajita, he's unconquerable, but he becomes conquered by those who worship him by listening. Krishna 
And this is what Lord Chaitanya taught. That one should follow the uh, process of pure devotional service. When Lord Chaitanya was traveling in South India, he met a, a very exalted uh, personality named Vyankatabhata. And they had a conversation about uh, which kind of devotional service is the best. And also what process is the best to understand Krishna. And in that time, Lord Chaitanya quoted a verse from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Nayam Sukapo Bhagavan Dehinam Gopikas Daha Dehinam Chatmabhutanam Yata Bhakti Matam Iha. He said he named the very the Bhagavatam names many different ways that uh, people try to uh, come to knowledge. And he said that those who are attached to the bodily conception of life can't understand anything. And those who use their intellect, merely just their intellect, the power of their intellect to try to understand God, they can't understand Him. And those who are engaged in other processes of self-realization where they try to understand the self and how the self is situated within the body and the bodies of others. Or those who take up the process of, of yoga. The breathing process and meditation. This is Shukadev Goswami. He says all these are imperfect ways. But he says, Gopika Sutaha, that the uh, Yashoda, she showed the best method. She loved her little son, Krishna. And she gave her unre unreserved love. And so he says, this is, this is the method that we should follow. Then every... Uh, Bhagavatam says every soul has the capacity to understand the Krishna. So how, how does that uh, awaken? So um, 
Bhagavatam says, smaranta smarantascha mito gauga haram harim bhaktya sanjataya bhaktya vibrat yutpulakam tanum. And that is that one should sit in the assembly of, of devotees. Uh, and he said, smaranta smarayantascha. So there's two uses of the word remember. So the first one is one should remember Krishna. And one should cause other people to remember Krishna. Both things, you should try to remember Krishna and you should try to make other people remember him too. And when you're in that position, then mito gauga haram harim. When you come together, mito with others, mito gauga haram harim. So uga oga means uh, a huge stockpile of sins. Uga oga. Uga oga. Uga oga. You can say uga oga. Yeah, uga oga doesn't sound good, does it? Uga means like. Yeah, uga oga haram harim means that Krishna is the one who takes all of those away. And uh, Hari means one who takes away. So when is it that he takes away all one's sins? When one's in the assembly of devotees, remembering Krishna and causing others to remember Krishna. And then, bhaktya there's two kinds of bhakti. The first one is called sadhana bhakti. And what is the potency of sadhana bhakti? This is mentioned in the bhakti rasamrita sindhu. Kriti sadhya bhavet sadhya bhava sa sadhana bida nitya siddhasya bhava sya prakatyam hridi sadhyata. This means Kriti sadhya bhavet sadhya. There's a, 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 a distinct practice that one should enter into to understand Krishna. And nitya siddhasya bhavasya. Doesn't that sound familiar? Nitya siddhasya bhavasya. Nitya siddha Krishna prema sadhya kambunai. Yeah. It's repeated in this verse from Rupa Goswami. But here he says that nitya siddhasya bhavasya, that the, the potentiality of sadhana or practicing devotional service even before you have a taste. Uh, 
is the second kind of bhakti, which is called bhava bhakti. Nitya siddhasya bhava sya prakatya means it's awakened, it becomes awakened. How is it awakened? By practice. And what kind of practice? It's called sadhana bhakti. And what is that practice? It's to sit in the assembly of devotees and hear. And remember. And cause others to remember. Prakatyam shridi sadhyata means that one's heart, from within one's heart, awakens this bhava. And then Lord Chaitanya explains what bhava means. He says, Ruchi bis chitta krid asao bhava uchate. So first he says, when one uh, becomes purified by hearing, one comes to uh, shuddha sattva. So he says, Suda shuddha sattva vishesha ma. That uh, one comes, one can rise to the platform of shuddha sattva, or pure goodness, beyond the modes of nature, by the practice of devotional service. Shuddha sattva means uh, pure goodness. It's different from ordinary uh, goodness or Shuddha sattva means that it's, there's no tinge of any of the other modes. That state could be attained by the practice of sadhana bhakti. <coughs> then he says, prema suryamchu samyabhak. And that this is a poetical, he says, surya premamsu. That there's prema suryamsu. Surya means the sun. Surya, and amsu means a part. So suryamsu means a sun ray. Sun ray is a part of the sun. And then now you put it together, prema suryamsu means there's a sun ray of pure uh, internal energy from, from the spiritual world. So that, uh, by the practice of bhakti, then that, that sun ray of prema enters the heart. And what, what happens next? So, mrishunya means to become soft. When something's melting, it comes from a hard state and it becomes softer and softer. And so the verse says why this heart starts to become softer. 
Because Ruchibis, there's a taste for hearing about Krishna. And what is it that becomes soft? It's the chitta or the, the, the consciousness. But we say the heart becomes soft. The heart is uh, the seat of consciousness. And he says, Krit asao bhava uchite means this is what's called bhava. So then means that um, following this process of the Nagapatnis. And hearing in the association of devotees about Krishna. Causing others to remember Krishna. Then gradually the the heart will begin to soften. Because of tastes. Then one is tasting the uh, with appreciation of the qualities and the pastimes of Krishna. And then the, this uh, sense of uh, loving Krishna starts to awaken in the heart. Om Tatsa, yes. Yes, Prabhu, please do. Prabhu, uh, you discuss uh, like in starting in the class two points. I have questions in two contexts. One is that when Krishna saw the Agasura and then his material energy, he got astonished, right? And uh, your grace mentioned that again, white astonished because the material energy got expanded, so it's keep on expanding. So is that that uh, the material energy on the living entity, as we get bewildered, it keeps on expanding on the and covers more the living entity. That's it seems so, doesn't it? <laughs> the material civilization keeps getting more grandiose and more covered over. But in the case of what I was speaking about was how uh, Krishna's qualities are always increasing. あの、Part of enjoyment is to be amazed at things. And so the Acharyas, like Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, describes how there's this a way in which the internal potency of Krishna can make him forget his godhood. He's still omniscient and omnipotent, 
but there's a way in which he enjoys temporarily thinking that I'm being chased by Yashoda and then he's, there's tears coming from his eyes. And did you have another question? Yeah. And the question is about how to differentiate the conscious of, uh, like generally, for an example, I think about, I'm thinking about like understanding Krishna through the Shastra, but slowly it ends up in mental speculation. So what care I should take that my intelligence be properly used to avoid the speculation mm. about Krishna? Well, I'm, I feel fortunate to have the answer to this question. <laughs> recently, when I was in Laguna Beach, somebody asked this question to Giriyar Swami. And Giriraj Maharaj said, uh, oh, well, that's very good, because I asked Prabhupada that question. <laughs> and Prabhupada said, this is, if you're, if you're thinking about Krishna and analyzing with your intelligence, this is not what's known as mental speculation. He said, the forbidden, sorry, forbidden mental speculation means it ends in an impersonal conception. The Prabhupada used to quote from the fifth chapter of the first canto of Bhagavatam. Bhagavatam and that is that uh, you should use all the your, you should use your intelligence in all aspects of life to understand Krishna. Like uh, Prabhupada mentions there, all the scientists, uh, nothing wrong with science as long as you connect it to the source. And some of the devotee scientists have talked about how um, science and religion used to be, that science and, and religion used to be married. 
でその昔はね科学とその宗教というものは一緒だったんですね。But then science got puffed up and religion got a little bit degraded and so but science is the one that asked for the divorce. But you know how, like, sometimes somebody wants a divorce, and the one who wants it, they end up worse off. They're the ones who suffer. So now science is suffering because they have nowhere to go, ultimately. They, they can't overcome the, the big question of you know, the prime mover, who's moving everything. で、だからカナクというのはその宗教と離れてしまったからこのじゃいろんなその科学を学んでいく上でね、誰がこの全てのものをこうやって動かしてるかっていうことその答えを出すことができない。そこでもって苦しむようになってきた。They also they also can't explain consciousness.で、意識というものも説明することができない。And now without being married to religion, they look foolish because they're like, well, I don't know, and they make things up. So the point is, when you use your intellect and you think about God in different ways, as long as you stay married to Him, then you're okay. And that's what that verse is about. Whatever tapasya you do, if it's not connected to Krishna, it doesn't mean anything. Shrutasya, whatever you learn, if it doesn't come back to Krishna, it's useless. Thank you, Prabhu. Satya Prabhu. Satya Prabhu has a comment and a question. I've heard that Stephen Hawkins, you know, which is he's one of the major philosophers and scientists of the century, for years and years promoted the Big Bang theory. Stephen Hawkins, before his death, he came out and said that um, the Big Bang is um, not chaotic. It didn't arise out of chance. It didn't arise out of chance. It's not chaotic. その爆発というのはただ単にね爆発がこうなんとなく計画もなく起こったわけではないというふうに言ってましたそのその爆発を起こさせる原因があったんですねそのその爆発を起こさせる原因があったんですねそのその爆発を起こさせる原因があったんです
大きな爆発というのはあの何の意味もなくただめちゃめちゃに爆発が起こったわけではないだそれ宇宙そのものにあの何らかの,その秩序があってコンピューターのプログラムみたいにね秩序があってその爆発が起こったんではないかというふうにその有名な哲学の人が言ってました<笑>で。というのはそこによりその知性の高いね知性のあるデザインがあったんだ。でもそれをデザインした人というのはその科学者は認めることはなかった。でも科学的にも数学的にもいやいやこういうふうに成り立ってるんだよっていうねそういう秩序のあり方っていうのをだんだんだんだん今みんな発見してるんですよね。もしかしたら今科学の方もその宗教とまたこう一緒になろうとしているのかもしれませんね So he's saying that I quoted a verse from Rupa Goswami, and he, wants to, he said then we also referred to another famous verse, Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema. And he's going to ask a question about it. その太陽光線ね、そのプレマの太陽光線が魂の心にこう響いて、魂に接触して、そして心が柔らかくなるという話をしましたね。ということは、そのプレマというのは、その生物の心の中にはないものであって、それがこう触る。接触されることによって、あるいはそこを吹き込まれることによって、プレマが芽生えてくるのって言ったら、それはなんか外,外にあるもののような感じですよね。それはそあの魂が一生懸命頑張ってね、その,あの太陽光線をあの求めて得なきゃいけないというような意味でもあるんじゃないですか。でもし魂がそれを一生懸命そういう修練をしなければじゃあその太陽光線を手に入れることができないんでしょうか The verse says that the potentiality of sadhana bhakti is bhava bhakti Sadhana bhakti の可能性が bhava bhakti なんだと And therefore when you practice sadhana bhakti then prakacham hridisajita By the, the 
practice, prakatya, it, there's an awakening. Prakatya means an awakening. An example is given about water, it has a natural state of fluidity. But when it's in a, a natural environment and it's freezing, then it becomes hard. So if a sun ray were then to come onto that piece of ice, then it would melt. So the potentiality of the water to be fluid is always there. But when we're in contact with Krishna, that uh, potentiality then awakens. So, yes, the potentiality is always there, and yes, we also have to do something. I probably gave the example that a car has a potentiality to drive. But sometimes a car stalls. And then you have to push it. And then it starts up again. So there is an, an inherency within the soul, a potentiality it's called, to love Krishna. And that especially becomes awakened by Sadhu Sangha. And like you said yesterday, like you already, you don't have to become, you know you exist. And when one's in association with sadhus, they were speaking about Krishna, making us remember Krishna, then we also experience directly for ourselves. We know that we're becoming purified and we start to, to love Krishna again. Very clear. <laughs> so, Prabhuji, that uh, potentiality is that sunshine, right? It is not that, uh, uh, like Prabhuji is uh, asking, that it should be added. So, that addition or what the soul has to do is that to get in, uh, somehow get in touch with Krishna. That's the word, Prabhuji. But what does that, how the sunshine put, uh, uh, example can be related here? Yeah. で、その可能性っていうのはね、可能性っていうのはその太陽の光線がその魂に当たるっていうことであって、それはその魂が一体何をしたらそういう状態になることができるか。<笑> 
So we have to take some responsibility for our position. And Prabhupada gives this example about the sun. He said the sun has so many healthy properties. We get vitality from the sun. We get vitamins from the sun. And then he said, if you go inside your room and close all the curtains and stay there, then you don't get the benefit of the sun. So the soul is not a dead stone. We have independence to choose whether I be in a dark room or come out into the sunshine. <coughs> so, Lord Chaitanya said, Krishna Surya Sama Maya Haya Andakara, that uh, Maya is darkness, Krishna is the sun. Whenever you come into the sunlight, that's your choice. Then you'll be full of vitality and vitamins and everything else. And if you go into the darkness, then you can't complain that I'm not getting anything. But I want to say one uh, last thing about the practicality of contacting the internal potency of the Lord. Prabhupada writes in the second canto of the Bhagavatam that the instruction of the Lord is his internal potency. And it's by that potency that one comes to see the Lord face to face. So in a very practical way, if one reads the Bhagavad Gita and then follows Krishna's instruction, then one is in contact with the internal potency. When I, <laughs> this or that, the seventh inning stretch or the end of the game. When, the, uh, when I was staying, we were staying with Radhika Ram, Raman Prabhu, the, the scholar, devotee. And he was saying that in philosophical circles, if you have a philosophy that's not accessible, he said, and is considered to be useless. He said that philosophy has to have two parts. One is that it's inconceivably wonderful. And also accessible. You can have so many wonderful conceptions, but if you can't access it, then forget it. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu made 
the internal potency and the, the wonders of the spiritual world accessible to everybody. And we all felt it yesterday at the temple. Because we're just following what the Shastra says and what Prabhupada said to do. And then you could see everybody chanting and dancing and they're in ecstasy. Instant access to the internal potency. And what the Nagapatnis are telling us is very scientific but also accessible. Part of the beauty of these prayers is that they're apparently very simple housewives. The Bhagavatam shows that it's access, bhakti is accessible to everybody. Demons can have bhakti. Like Vritrasura or Prahlad. They're demons. They come from demon families. But they're but bhakti is accessible because of their sincere desire. In the external practice of the Veda culture, people say, well, women are in this position, inferior to men, but in the Bhagavatam shows the wives of the Brahmins, they're way more intelligent than their uh, husbands. And the guru is supposed to be superior to the disciple, but with Bali Maharaj, he said, No, uh -uh, I don't think so, because I'm going to follow the path of bhakti, not what you're saying. <coughs> あの、so bhakti is accessible to everybody. And it's completely natural. And one can follow the process and attain that. So we should try. Om Tatsat. Dear Srila Prabhupada, Tushishinitai Gorchandra, 
dear Shishi, Radhagovinda, Jagannath, Baladev, Subhadra, if you so desire, please bless and empower everyone who joined the Bhagavatam class this morning.